Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, sir, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good, unduly warm afternoon, and welcome to Gatecast episode 95. He said with a reasonable degree of confidence. And you're spot on. Hello, everybody. And it isn't that warm, at least not in England. And I can't believe it's warm in Ireland. 19 bloody degrees outside. Can you hear that, Americans? That's Celsius, Americans. Add 37 multiplied by 1.8, I think. That's still chilly. God, you're worse than Aaron. Don't worry, she'll never hear this. <laughs> oh, different Aaron. What? Erin. Erin. Ah, Erin. Yes, my colleague, who isn't comfortable with anything below 24 degrees. Ooh, ouch. Well, I'm sorry. 24 degrees, if you're sitting outside in a pair of shorts with a glass of cider, fine. 24 degrees when you're sitting in an office, no. <laughs> I can't really say anything because I wear the same uh, work clothes in the middle of the winter as I do in the middle of summer. What fun. Yeah, especially when it's uh, two foot of snow and I'm walking around in short sleeve shirt and uh, me high-vis vest. <laughs> Too hot. I need to open a freaking window. <laughs> yes, it squeaks. <laughs> go there, go there. Hmm, intriguing. Firefox is being silly. Hmm. Apparently my brain remembered. Oh, lovely. There's hope for the world yet. We don't have to rely on computers for everything. My brain may well be a computer. It's organic, but it's still there. First full-on session that I actually managed to get through today with the personal trainer. And they did it completely different. They don't do a cool-down. Instead, having done resistance for 45 minutes, they do a burnout. And I'm swinging eight-kilo kettlebells and things. <laughs> Adriana pointed out to me that apparently you beat me a while back. Who beat you? You did. I dropped what the Americans call an F-bomb. Oh, yes, yes. I don't think you swore. I think it... Oh, what was it about? It was somewhere that would offend women, I'm sure it was. Oh, I can't remember. It was nearly a week ago. <laughs> nearly a week ago that you edited it, you mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, even longer, wasn't it? Yeah. It was something I decided to do air on the side of caution. And, of course, beeping something always makes it sound funny. Because <laughs> people have to think, what did he say? Well, you could try the Kenny effect and just overdo it with mumbling. <laughs> I could record some generic mumbling. You could put it over anything in a program, I said. This is Robert Picardo, the holographic doctor from Star Trek Voyager. And Richard Woolsey from Stargate Atlantis. This is Vanessa Angel. This is Maris Rose. This is Christopher Heyerdahl. This is Clifton Collins Jr. This is Mally from Dollhouse. This is Alastair. And you're, mm, you're just listening to the sweet and tasty sounds of the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Live long and prosper. Did I fall asleep? For a little while. I got a bad feeling about this. There is no spoon. Hello, I'm Scott. Hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin, and we are the hosts of the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. We're just ordinary sci-fi fanboys. In each show, we bring you the latest news from the sci-fi movie and television universe, along with our commentary on it. We review the shows and movies that we're watching. We bring you interviews with Stargate, Dollhouse, Star Trek cast members, and many more notables. And test your geek cred with the trivia that all sci-fi addicts should know. We also occasionally give things away. If you are a lover of all things sci-fi, then come dine with us as we host the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. You can find us on iTunes or on our website at sci-fi-diner.com. 
You've watched Miracle Day. I saw that on your Twitter. Yeah. I'll tell you, actually, I watched about 20 minutes of it last night, but I watched the rest of it this morning. And I think my reaction to the end credits was, what? Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Come back. I want more. What advantage of Bloody Children of the Earth where it ran over a single week. Yeah. But there's no way the Americans would do that. No way stars would agree to that. Very surprising that they showed it in the States first, though. And a good, what, 10, 12 days? It's not on here until Thursday. Well, stars put more money into it than the BBC. It's like when uh, Sky helped fund the first season of Battlestar. Uh-huh. Hmm. Sorry. Teaser looks short. No, I wasn't aware Sky helped fund the first season of Battlestar. It does explain why they got it. Oh, yeah. In hindsight, it's surprising that Di-Fi didn't have faith in it. But Sky came along with about a million quid an episode. We'll fund it. Okay, we want first run rights. Okay. Then Sci-Fi says, uh, we'll fund the second season. Thank you very much. Which was the second season was the proper season, as opposed to a half season. So I didn't realise they don't actually start doing the number of humans left until season two. Didn't they? No. And we've hit a slightly jaded point. It's not that we're bored with the series. It's that we've been mainlined it to such a ridiculous extent. It felt like the recaps were an obligation rather than sort of us discussing what fun we're having watching it. It felt like, God, I've got to type up a review now. <laughs> so we're slowing it down a bit. Oh, what did I see? Oh, it was hilarious, actually. Sean ended up watching it. I don't know if you've heard of it, and I, I don't know how keen you are on that sort of TV, but uh, the Tool Academy. I don't think I've even heard of it. It's guys who are basically tools. Oh, right. And the ridiculous slapper child girlfriends. Don't sound like the sort of program I'd watch. I'm kind of watching it for comedy value more than anything else, because with the exception of BSG and Supernatural, anything else we're watching, I can watch up here. I don't need the main TV. But the only Blu-ray player in the house is downstairs, so I can't watch Supernatural at BSG downstairs. Oh, terrible. Just have to buy another one. In a what I feel is a good money-saving thing, I bought Supernatural Season 2 on Blu-ray. Even though I have it, I, I shouldn't double dip, but I bought Season 1 by accident, and now I have to own all, all on Blu-ray. Well, they're not expensive, are they, the Blu-rays? No, not, not hugely. Oh, you mean you've got it from the States? I've got it from the States because my PS3 quite happily plays the Supernatural DVDs and doesn't complain. Oh, right. Yeah, that seems reasonable. But, I mean, it's only, it's only uh, 18 quid here. Season two, is season two out on Blu-ray here? Next month. Ah, you see it's out now. Oh, so, yeah, okay, fair enough. I can't, I can't criticise you for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not you what, download a torch with bloody two hours after it runs. <laughs> and actually stayed up late enough to check into it so you get bloody sticker. Oh, I've got, got to have my sticker. I'd really like to be able to sit down and watch one series, but there's so much stuff I'm watching at the moment. It was Grand Prix season, isn't it? That's eating up a large chunk of your time, and there's this irritating thing that you have to go to a job in order to get money for food and things. Well, there is that. I mean, Sunday, it was a Formula One, the 2020 cricket, then the IndyCar race. I totally forgot to set my Sky Plus to record Top Gear, <laughs> so I missed that completely. You've got a light fire. Oh, well, I'd rather watch it in HD, if I can. I appreciate that. I'll record the uh, repeat and remember to put it on series link. I watched the first episode of Falling Skies, and I thought, f*** me, that's depressing. <laughs> Well, I've watched the first double episode, that the American one double episode. I haven't watched episodes three, four or five yet. I'm going to, because I ain't quite enjoyed it, but I just haven't found the time. It, it doesn't grip me enough to say, watch it as soon as it comes out. I'm needing to use powers of persuasion to persuade her to watch the second half of episode one. <laughs> she weren't keen. Whereas Game of Thrones hooked her straight away, probably because I had Cal Drogo on it. Ah, it could be, yeah. <laughs> the girl is like a bit of a six-pack. Yes. Well, no, no, in fairness to Game of Thrones. It services both sides equally. <laughs> well, so did Camelot, and that's been cancelled. I've never seen Camelot. 
But now it's yeah. been cancelled. I know it's a finite amount of programming that I can watch at some point. Yeah. Well, it told a good chunk of the legend anyway. It's not as if there are any surprises. Come try ya! Hi folks, we've been considering what we should do to celebrate our 100th episode. Maybe it's not original, but we'll do something pretty simple, which can benefit the podcast and its listeners, and the current and future contributors, be it via feedback or actually coming onto the show itself. All we are asking is that you send us some feedback via email, gatecastpodcast.gmail.com, with the 100th episode in the title, so we know it's specific for this competition. The theme of the feedback is simply your favourite episode of SG1, Atlantis, or SGU and maybe a line or two why the episode is your favourite. The 100th episode will be Proving Ground, which is scheduled for recording in about a month or so, so that's plenty of time, and the winner will be a random drawing during the recording session. Prize is an Amazon gift certificate of around £30 UK, or the equivalent in your local Amazon store. That would be around $50 for the US store. The competition info will only be presented during the actual episodes, no mention on the website or Facebook or even Twitter, so just email the entry and good luck. Anywho, the line is cocked in the appropriate position. Yeah, everything looks all right. He says it looks all right, might not be, but... I'm recording too. <laughs> and now that I've discovered where uh, GoDaddy have hidden the FTP login, if it don't record, I can upload it for you. Let's go straight into the tomb. Three, two, one. Clicky. <laughs> Nice set. Did they build this? Uh, no, that quite honestly looks pretty poor CG. Actually, yeah, it does. What about this? No, this was one of the more expensive sets. Hey, thought you said this was the main entrance. It is. We just need to find a way to open this. I do not recognize the symbols. It's Babylonian. Cuneiform. It's, it's incredible. What is? Well, unlike Phoenician Ugarite cuneiform, these... Characters are pictograms rather than representations of unique sound symbols. Does it say how to open the pyramid? Ziggurat. Yeah, ziggurat. Huh? You said pyramid, it's a uh, ziggurat. Yeah, open the door. It's a nice line from Jack there. So easy. <laughs> the fact that Daniel can't get the bloody door open. I'm going to have to go back to Earth for a reference. How hard could it be? That's a problem, Daniel, when you prove to be so resourceful episode after episode. I mean, I doubt anyone's even stood here for 3,000 years. Oh, I wouldn't be so sure about that. What you got there? Empty pack of cigarettes. They're Russian. No, it's, uh... I don't know. Litter books. Pack of Russian cigarettes. Yeah, that was a really short... Actually, it was a minute and a half. It felt shorter. <laughs> no messing. Well, they just say in the commentary that the episode ran short. Mm-hmm. And that could have been why. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying 44.11, which seems a little short. They added bits in to pump it up to the full 44 minutes. So, The Tomb, written by our favourite pair. Yes, Paul and Joseph, directed by Peter... Deloise. A man who obviously does very little on the franchise. Oh no, he's a lazy sod, we know that. <laughs> this episode was actually intended for season four, but they simply couldn't afford to build the set. <laughs> I hope they're going to reuse it for something else. Well, if you look at the walls, they look very similar to the inside of Paltech. Hmm. It's actually the same set they used for the season premiere, just redressed to be rock instead of metal. And the late Thomas Davis. Shall we continue to refer to him as the late Thomas Davis? No, it seems rather redundant, really. Mm, true. I just want to think about that to say. Uh, and we're back. Yes, we are back. New outside footage, I think. 
No, that's old. I recognise the guy grabbing his rifle around the back. Mm-hmm. For 37 days. We've seen their logs and the list of planets they visited, and P2X338 was not one of them. Perhaps they deceived us. Yes, heaven forbid that Russians deceive you. Gasp. A little stereotypical, this episode. What's that supposed to mean? This is Major Valentin Kerensky. He was serving under Colonel Zakhalov at the base in Siberia. It now appears that he was also taking secret orders from certain hardline elements in Russian army intelligence. He disappeared six days before we were called in to deactivate the Russian gate. And they think he went off-world. I recognize that paper. file folder and the paper within it will react if exposed to intense light. Oh, look. Look who it is. Hello, Peter. <laughs> he gets in every episode, somewhere along the line. A photograph of him. Yes. Perhaps for the same reason the NID conducted off-world operations without the knowledge of Stargate Command. To steal alien technology at any cost. Yeah, but why 338 as opposed to any other planet? That has yet to be determined. So, just as the Americans have got a segment of the military or the intelligence community that go behind the approved missions back, so have the Russians. Yeah, the Russians probably have entire units, squadrons, battalions who aren't officially reporting to any particular segment of command or certainly don't know of each other's existence. Oh, so they figured out how to open the door? I'll figure out the door. <laughs> Should they not have attempted to return by now? Not without exposing their operation. They could still be waiting for some kind of signal. She's got a point, sir. Russian commandos can be pretty hardcore. They'd wait forever before they'd violate mission protocol. I'm aware of that, Colonel. Problem is, the Russians are a bit more decisive when it comes to actions and consequences than the Americans. Mm-hmm. Excuse me? It's going to be a joint mission. Full disclosure, full cooperation. May I ask why, sir? Oh, we got a tweet. Oh boy, woo! From somebody we both know, somebody who guest casted last week. Hey guys, hope you're having fun. Colin, Captain D. And that were only four minutes ago. That's a record for me. <laughs> well, General, you know I'm a big fan of the Russians, and international relations are a bit of a hobby of mine. However, I do believe that SG1 should handle this one alone. The decision has been made, Colonel. They're on their way. Okay, Hammond's explaining to SG-1 that we've basically been screwing over the Russians since we agreed to cooperate with them. <laughs> Once we got the DHD, yeah. Sulkers, Jack isn't happy, of course. Because we have an agreement, sir. Yeah, do you see them holding up their end of it? Well, have we? No. If Thor's ship hadn't have crashed into the ocean, we would never even have told them about the Stargate. Hey, whose side are you on? I'm just saying that we should at least try to work together. Carter, when you go through that gate, you gotta know your team members are watching your six. Actually, in Russian, they'd be watching your schist. Huh? Which I suppose is neither here nor there. You figured out how to open that pyramid yet? Ziggurat. Jack doesn't really play well with Russians. Perhaps because Jack he really spent... doesn't play well with others. No. But he's probably shot a few Russians in his day. No. Only unofficially, unofficially sanctioned. And Marduk was a gold. Well, it seems likely. The word Babylon literally means gate of the gods, so if there is a connection, it wouldn't surprise me. I think they're running out of uh, inventive names. Marduk isn't very uh, inspiring, is it? Yeah, okay. The Russians are coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Jack, but he doesn't seem bothered. Bit of a hypocrite, really. Russians are coming to Stargate Command. (laughs) And they're drinking our coffee. Coffee in their mind, I was a very 
I've had frothy in America, usually laced with about 3,000 calories worth of sugar, as is most American food. Good morning, gentlemen. And ma'am. There's a ma'am, sir. At ease. You must be Colonel Zukov. It's a pleasure to meet you, General Hammond. Allow me to introduce Major Valarin and Lieutenants Marchenka and Tolineva. Welcome to Stargate Command. This is Colonel Jack O'Neill, Major Samantha Carter, Dr. Daniel Jackson, and Teal'c. The famous Colonel O'Neill. That's surprising they didn't react a bit more to Teal'c. Mm. You? Dr. Svetlana Markov. She spoke very highly of all of you. Yes, uneasy. <laughs> Before we proceed, perhaps you would like to get some rest and maybe something to eat. We took the precaution of eating before we came. What Colonel Zhukov means is that we'd like to get to work as quickly as possible. <laughs> yes, yes. Well. I get the impression General Luca and Jack are really not going to get on. No. And the obligatory Stalin-esque moustache. The transcript according to this bit, Daniel goes to the large screen, dims lights, and starts a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly, and more likely is a PowerPoint presentation. He found several stone tablets engraved with Babylonian cuneiform and one with a set of symbols he didn't recognize. Nice little touch having the, the actual dig site in Iraq, mm. one place uh, in the world that the Americans couldn't get to during this time. Mm. Dr. Brisky had no idea of their significance, but someone must have recognized something because the results of the dig were never published and the whole thing became classified. Wait a minute. Jack got a butt in there. Yes. Two years ago, the Russians hadn't even seen a Stargate. But they did have a DHD. Yes, did they know what the DHD was? Jack's probably thinking there's a mole somewhere, apart from Mayborn. Mayborn's in uh, the Caribbean. Well, there was a mole. That's how the, the Russians got all the data in the first place. Hmm. That doesn't explain why they didn't just send a regular team. Did Dr. Britsky discover anything that might suggest why they singled this planet out? Along with the coordinates, the tablet included a reference to something called the Eye of Tiamat. It was a large jewel of some kind which supposedly endowed Marduk with great magical abilities. That wouldn't be why you folks wanted to keep this quiet. There's always an artifact. Yes. That the United States has operated the Stargate in secret for years with the express purpose of obtaining alien technology. That was before we had an agreement to share information. You took it upon yourselves to represent the interests of the entire planet without consulting anyone. You exposed the world to countless dangers. At least we dealt with them. <laughs> Good point. Mm -hmm. It only took you folks, what, a month to find something you couldn't handle? Gentlemen, please. They're really not getting on. No, that's exactly why the SGC would go to that planet, Jack. Mm -hmm. Ooh, big shiny jewel. What about the Androns? Can you get us inside? Yeah, yeah. Um, the engravings on the entranceway are a, a kind of code. It's like a, a giant combination lock. It's just a matter of activating the correct symbols in the proper sequence. I have the utmost confidence in your abilities, Doctor. You have a goal. It's a good Russian accent for a Canadian. Oh, come on, Jack. Happy, happy times. In short, here's enough rope. Go hang yourself. <laughs> Swell. Does Jack think he's going to a desert world or something? Well, it is a desert world. Is that a P90, Colonel? 50 round horizontal clip, 900 armor piercing rounds per minute. Feel the weight of that sucker. Impressive. Though I prefer the Russian Zastava M85. Those are made in Yugoslavia, aren't they? <laughs> and where is the P90 made? <laughs> now that was Technician. Was that Walter? 
No, that's not Walter. Move out. What a good impression the Tash guy is a Richard. <laughs> he hasn't had a line yet. Yes, as with all foreign languages, it just happens to take more words. What's that all about? What's just wishing them the best of luck? Mine's bigger than yours, Zukov. <laughs> right. Look, Zukov, let's get something straight here. I'm the ranking senior officer in this mission. This is a joint operation, and we are of equal rank. Which means you should appreciate the need for a clear chain of command. Of course. Colonel? Is there a problem? No, sir. <laughs> Whatever about ranking each other, they know that he ranks them both. This should really have been sorted out long before they got to this stage of the mission. Yes. That was $3,000 worth of special effect. What? The walk through the gate? No, Jack slapping the gate. He wasn't supposed to do, but he did anyway. So they had to, they had to spend a bit of money to actually put the <laughs> ripple effect in. Oh, it's that technician. He was going to think, do I get another line? Do I get another line? Oh, crap. Sam looks quite fetching in the desert uniform. We should spend less time commenting on Sam. Why? Listen to criticism. <laughs> Daniel. Just about there. You said that an hour ago. Uh, look, if you want to give this a try, be my guest. Carter, break out the C4. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Okay. <laughs> and strap it to Daniel. It's <laughs> an uh, Standard retelling of the Babylonian creation myth. Marduk slays the winged serpent Tiamat, he cuts her in two. He uses half of her to create the sky and the other half to create the earth. How does that help us, Dr. Jackson? Well, you see, some of the text has been deliberately placed out of order. Only a priest of Marduk would be able to spot the discrepancies. You don't need to explain, Daniel, just do it. Well, he does, unfortunately, because Marco Shanks, when he was doing this, couldn't remember where the uh, buttons were. <laughs> so when you see him running his fingers over me, he's literally looking for him. <laughs> Here... <laughs> it actually does work well because uh, it's what Daniel would do. <laughs> you see something very similar to this puzzle in the future season. Remarkably similar. Mm, it wouldn't be a uh, certain weapon, would it? It would be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dangerous-looking door, isn't it, really? Yeah. They came to a point, and let's clear the HD camera at the beginning lens, bro. Yeah, they've got a bit of post-processing to make it shake in time with the, uh, you know, the rocks and the debris. Nice little effect. Yes, that, all that expensive painted polystyrene. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're back to lens, though. Some of the best... Seems a little unstable. Ju- yeah, just a bit. <laughs> Crumbly. Some of the better sci-fi movies are uh, shot in dark tunnels like this, mm-hmm. with people with big guns. This doesn't seem very stable. It's over 4,000 years old. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't realise after I'd said it was unstable that Daniel had said it before. Well, the fact when the door opens, half the roof falls in kind of gives us a bit of a hint. You take your team down here, and we'll go down there. All right, but Teal goes with you. For your own protection. And perhaps you should take Lieutenant Marchenko. For the same reason. 
little compromise there between the two colonels. Mm. Basically, Till can, uh, what's his name, in the hostages. Do anything we don't like, we've got your man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is he trying to piss Jack off? <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Loose. Yes, indeed. Never a good thing. Colonel? Identify yourself. <laughs> oh. Yes. That's what happens when you work out too much. Is that directed at me? <laughs> well, since I've never actually heard you mention the gym in the two and a half years I've been recording, I'm assuming you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, doesn't look very good, does it? No. There's no way it'd decay that much in two years. Duh. If these men disappeared ten months ago, how could one of their bodies completely decompose that fast? Didn't decompose. Not a desert environment. The skeleton's covered in tiny teeth marks. Something ate this guy? Stripped the flesh right from his bones. Boja moi. You can say that again. Ooh, they're not alone. Yeah, dear. <laughs> can we go home now? <laughs> Please. The fact that the uh, I must rewind that at some point. Uh, I'll know how to say holy shit in Russian. That's what the transcript says. Is that what Bozomoy means? According to the transcript, yes. Uh, I always wondered because Chekhov said it in a Star Trek book I've got, and I never really understood. I didn't think it was uh, an expletive. Mm. Do you think And also shock considering how little light they've got to play with. Hmm, interesting. I forget what that is. A bit dull and tarnished, so it's probably been there a while. Yes. The interior, sarcophagus room. It appears to be a sarcophagus. <laughs> Zukov, this is O'Neill. What is it, Colonel? We found one of Kerensky's men. He's dead. Mm. Very dead. Yes. It's difficult to get more dead. Understood. We found a sarcophagus. We're investigating. Negative. Hold your positions till we get there. Not even Torchwood Miracle Day could avoid this guy. Probably could. That's the worrying thing about it. Hmm. You'd have thought he'd tell him that he was at. Period. They must consider the fact that they are not alone. Mm-hmm. Great. Now you've got that song I made. What song's that? I think the verse is We're Not Alone. It's going to dance he back me. Oh. <laughs> you are disobeying a direct order. I trust Colonel O'Neill won't take it personally. Hmm. Hmm. Tilt not happy. Yeah, well, I think Zukov's about to be very not happy. Yep. Short. <laughs> As we were saying, not stable. Yep. Shame, that sarcophagus could have gone. I doubt this sarcophagus. I wonder, could the sarcophagus have, have revived the soldier? You know, if you bunk skeleton in, do you get person out? Nicely shot, this is running through yeah. the set. Tricky cam. They actually call it a pogo cam. What, it's on bloody springs? A counterbalanced camera. Oh dear. Yeah, exactly what was he planning to do? Hold the door open? Four or five tons of sandstone. Nah. Overestimated his own strength, I think. Indeed. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, now you can stamp on it. <laughs> Zukov, played by Earl Pasco. I was wondering where he came up with that. Because he hasn't mentioned he was playing the Russians yet. <laughs> was it the Tash guy who got squished? That was the problem with the Russians. Most of the time I know the names, you know, straight away, but these... No, I've seen three of them now. It was the Tash guy. I knew he was a red shirt. <laughs> nice to be proved, right? It's just as well. One of your own men is dead. Where I come from, that tends to make a commander just a little upset. Where I come from, casualties are to be expected. Colonel, we still need to find a way out of here. Shouldn't we open this first, make sure there's no one home? Teal, have you ever seen anything like this? Indeed, I have not. It's like someone tried to seal the sarcophagus from the outside. Krinsky's team must have cut it open with a blowtorch. Open it up. <laughs> oh, I see, you must open it up and have a look. Yes. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, let's see. Last time we opened the sarcophagus, that was this old. Um... Aurora came out. <laughs> crying out loud. Do it myself. Pull. Come on, what is it, lads? I know it doesn't look good by the expressions on the face. Oh, another skeleton. One that looks like it's been polished. So much for Mardak. <laughs> yeah, he's very dead. The sarcophagus could keep one alive indefinitely. Perhaps it malfunctioned. Yeah, but I don't think that's what killed him. These bones exhibit the same markings as the skeleton we found. Whatever killed the Russian soldier killed the Gorold as well. How'd it get in there? I don't know. Better question is, where is it now? Yes, thank you, Daniel, for setting our minds at least. <laughs> Ooh, that's not a yeah. nice way to die. Mm-hmm. Constantly being uh, regenerated and eaten, regenerated and eaten for thousands of years. Now all we need is tilt to pipe in. It's not some, uh, I watched this movie last night called Alien. <laughs> now what we need now is tilt to reveal some uh, vital strategic information. <laughs> Ooh, uh, a bit arachnid. Well, you know, the web's going to get that way. Yeah, but I could have said spider. Same bloody difference. Where did the crowbar come from, seriously? Sir, yeah. We've got a lot of problems, Carter. Can you be a little more specific? We can stretch out our food rations, but our water's limited to five days. We won't be here that long. So now what do we do? It's a prop that Jack has to play with, you know? Yes, indeed, yeah. Already I need something to fiddle with. <laughs> yeah, that might work. Might also bury us under a ton of ziggurat. Well done, Jack. Well, at least you got the name of the place, right? Well, getting corrected so many times. <laughs> Daniel didn't even notice. They're in front of the Russians now, so he's got to get it right. What about this writing? Any mention of a back door? No, this portion of the text deals mostly with the final fate of Marduk. I think we know the final fate of Marduk. Well, apparently he was such an evil tyrant that his own priests rebelled against him. They sealed him in the sarcophagus and placed some thing in there with him. Now that must be one hell of a gourd if his own people turned yeah. against him. <laughs> We've had enough of you. Lock him up. Are you saying he was eaten alive? The sarcophagus would have done its best to continually keep him alive, so it probably would have taken a while. Oh, dear. Pose my... <laughs> Nicely put. That means my god, according to the transcript. Ah, oh, right. It would seem his fate is very well deserved. 
That was uh, Lieutenant Tolinev, played by Jennifer Halley. And if you remember from Prodigy... Oh, this is the girl that was supposed to play, yeah. Exactly, yeah. She was in the running. Dip. She is. Uh, now that you look at her, she is kind of facially similar to... She's physically bigger. That's probably one of the reasons why they went with a smaller actress. But, but the facial structure, look, the bone structure looks kind of yes. similar. You might recognise her from Battlestar, where she's one of the Viper pilots. She's cat, isn't she? No. She's not a cat? Hot dog? I can't remember. You've watched it more recently than I have. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Kilk, you're with Zukov. Carter with Tolanaf. Major, you're with me. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't watched much of it sober. Hardball. Maybe I haven't encountered it yet. That's a beauty. I mean, there were so many background people in the early seasons that only came to the fore later on. Yeah, mostly because the four people that killed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they did tend to go through them quite quick. <laughs> Hold it. That's something. What is it? Oh, look, webs. Yes. <laughs> Very alien sort of uh, style, isn't it? Kind of like a pouch. I'll be seriously. Uh, I won't say skit. Oh, oh. <laughs> behind you, love. <laughs> I thought I heard something. You did hear something. Now, if that was Tilk, he'd have shot that already from behind. Oh, yeah, over his shoulder, casually, yeah. you know. Now, this must be, uh... Oh, another skeleton. Oh, dear. That first Russian team really went through it, didn't they? Mm. It's Britsky. <laughs> O'Neill. Yeah, go ahead. Colonel Zubkov and I have found additional skeletal remains. Along with equipment and personal items. Any sign of a creature? <laughs> Can you hear me screaming, Jack? <laughs> I have what appears to be Britsky's personal log. Alright, take it back to Daniel. Have him take a look at it. Very well. Don't turn your back, Tilt. He's up to something. Mm. Yes, of course he is. The Eye of Tiamat, or whatever. Well, in this case, the Eye of Tiamat. Hmm. Tolan there, Fifi. Coming! It's hard to imagine what piece of technology that's part of. It's shiny. I think that's basically it, yeah. It's not actually a magical power thing. It's part of his wall play collection. <laughs> it probably is. Frankly, mint. <laughs> Limited edition. <laughs> Here it is again. I don't see anything. around here somewhere. Nice eye spider POV thing. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah. That was a homage to the fly. Oh, someone's shooting. Daniel, report. It's not me. Fire, what's your situation? <laughs> no, run away from the gunfire. Away from the gunfire, you fools. Uh, what exactly is Sam firing at? All right. What happened? The creature attacked us. I think she's going into shock. Get her back to the main chamber. Yep. Ooh, nasty. Fucking, uh, did it bite multiple times? Or? Yeah, it looks like it has more than two teeth. Hmm, looks like six. 
No, that's not what I mean. I sensed a presence. Yes. <laughs> the Jack solution. The symbiote. The gold symbiote. It's still alive. It's inside that thing. Ooh. Oh, dear. So it's a sentient alien. That's the symbiote for you. You know, it'll, uh... Okay, this body's being eaten. I'm out of here. The creature must have injected her with some kind of venom. Her body's shutting down. What can we do? Yeah, that doesn't look pretty at all. No, it looks like it's inflamed nicely in the last sort of 45 seconds or so. Okay, you know what I mean by inflamed nicely. I don't mean it. Yes, yes, I know what you mean. The same thing happened to the other team, according to Dr. Ritsky's journal. The creature escaped when they opened the sarcophagus. They attacked Major Kerensky. He was dead within two hours. Any mention of what happened to the others? Two people died when a passageway collapsed. And the last entry reads... I'm all alone now. There is no escape. Only one course of action remains. Hmm. Daniel's doing a lot of reading from books the last few episodes. Yes. You think this is what you're saying? Unless easier ways to read my script, I'm off. <laughs> Colonel, we no longer have a choice. We must use the C4. We're not done searching yet, Colonel. Lieutenant Tolineva is running out of time. I'm well aware of that, Colonel. But we're not going to risk any more lives until we've exhausted our options. Russians. You gotta love them, aren't you? Cheerful people. <laughs> they learn from the Germans. They're very fatalist people. Evanifast. Oh, yeah. Boom. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> One of the greatest speeches in science fiction history. Yes, I am not going to attempt Wandrew's bang. He's got much better singing voice than I do. <laughs> it was nothing but old equipment and spoiled rations. And where is it? Isn't it fortunate that... The guy's been hunted by an alien. He's all alone, but he's got time to draw a perfect replica of the jewel. Oh, maybe I helped his mind concentrate on the situation. It would appear there's no one left to rescue. I wouldn't say that. Imagine him sitting there with uh, his last battery just flickering and going out <laughs> while he had a little, little scurrying thing in the darkness. We can go home now. Listen to Tilk. Hmm, <laughs> big drop of red blood. Clue, even. I'm like Vimes, I don't trust clues. Looks like blood. Indeed. Indeed. Well until Colonel O'Neill, this is Carter. Yeah, go ahead. Sir, Tilk and I found traces of blood. I think I may have wounded the creature. Oh, won't its snake fix it? Depends on how bad the injury is, sir. All right, stay sharp. Now, this is where they make the assumption. Mm-hmm. Well, let's face it, the creature wasn't huge. Sam emptied a magazine in its direction, so chances are if it got hit, it got hit bad. Mm-hmm. But what are the odds that it's got blood that looks exactly like ours and in that quantity? Mm. It goes bye bye now. <laughs> they make the assumption that uh, it was the creature that got hit, so they're still looking for the creature. Mm. Did you hear that? What? I don't know, just. Mm. Nice line from Daniel here. Yeah. Yes, you go down the dark hallway alone, and I'll wait here in the dark room alone. <laughs> You're not alone, Daniel. You have the female with you. You don't know what to do with females, don't you, Daniel? <laughs> yeah, it's coming for you. It's coming. <laughs> Major Valorin, I'll throw his name, Alexander Kalugin, 
has been in Dead Zone and Andromeda, so uh, does the Canadian rounds. Everyone's been in bloody Andromeda. Well, that's true. You work out in Vancouver, you tend to end up in the same series as everybody else. I'm glad I didn't mind washing it now. Oh, it's raining now, is it? Yeah, it looks like it's threatening to. I've got to walk in tomorrow. It's Heritage Day. Most of the town will be closed off. What? You know, street stalls and uh, chasing away Romanian buskers. Oh. I've done it. I did it two years running. Colonel, we both know there's only one way out of here. Any blast big enough to put a hole in that door is going to bring the whole thing down on top of us. I'm willing to take the chance. Yeah, well, I'm not. What about Lieutenant Tully never? Oh, dear. I thought casualties were to be expected. Oh. Why the throw back in his face, Jack? The necessary risks. No, we take risks. But we don't hand out cyanide pills. And we don't leave our people behind. Well, it is a change of emphasis from Zukov. I mean, he's got what he wanted. He should be the first... Come on, let's hop it. Disappear. The moose. And they're going round in circles, though. <laughs> now, they might have been there a long, long time. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, we are. They've been there a bit. 26 minutes. Don't those things last for like two or three hours? Is it just me or have we been down this passageway before? Indeed we have. <sighs> this place is like a maze. Perhaps we should return. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I'm assuming that's a puppet. Or at least uh, rubber. Well, that's CGI, that is. Joseph, our Paul's kids, has one of those now <laughs> after this. <laughs> no, that's CGI. They actually put a piece of meat in the scene, so Tilk cut it. Mm -hmm. So this is actual meat he's cutting through. Mm -hmm. Give it some texture and uh, bite to his knife. Oh, because I know where the symbiont is. There's no symbiote inside this creature. Could have left the body when it realized it couldn't heal the wound. The symbiote will not survive for very long under those circumstances. Unless it found a new host. Well, I say it's not in salmon, it's not in tilk. Oh no. I know where it is. Because let's face it, Daniel is Mr. Lucky. <laughs> Of course, every bit of dust you see here is one of the crew dropping buckets of uh, sand and whatnot from the rafters. <laughs> they actually had a lot of problems with the actors getting all dust in their eyes, constantly having to wash their eyes out. Well, you know, you're being paid a fair amount. This season five, I'm sure they're being paid a reasonable chunk per episode. The set is so big and so dark at this stage, it was possible for people to get lost. <laughs> it said the easiest way was to look up and try to gauge where you are by the uh, lighting rigs and rafters. <laughs> It was on the commentary for this. Peter and Paul and Joseph. Mm. No actors this time. But as you'd expect, Peter is always a laugh and Paul and Joseph are fantastic to listen to. <laughs> and he doesn't sense the presence of a gold in me, so... That leaves Daniel, Major Valaren, and... Well, the two of you, sir. Drop the weapon. I don't think so. I know it's not me. And I know it's not me. Now, they didn't actually comment on this, but this is, for me, straight out of the thing. Oh, yeah. But there was a thing like episode in this before, wasn't there? 
Yeah, it was the one with Living Water and uh, Mayborn Sickle. Get back to the main chamber. Check on Daniel and Valerian. See you there in a bit. Roger that, sir. Now, Jack's gun is moving a lot more than that red dot is. In fact, why has Jack's got a red dot and Sam's got a green dot? Uh, Sam put the special request in. She didn't like the... Uh, she said, only bad Jedi carry red dot. <laughs> when you order the P90, you cut your choice of coloured laser. Which colour would you like? <laughs> green goes better with Sam's eyes. And if you were the gold and you'd been stuck in this dump for 2,000 years, you might not think about anything except getting out of here. Which would explain why you're willing to take such an insane risk. And it would seem we have a problem. They've both got logical reasons for the other, for the, for the other person to be the gold. With eyebrows like that, though, he should be a bad guy. Mm. Ah. Mm. Mm. Ah, the gold and the voice. Da da da! Oh, it's him. I thought it was her. No, she's... Why would it be her? She's out of it. She's dying. Well, it gives the impression she's dying. She's dying because she's dying. <laughs> Daniel. Hey, guys, I just finished translating this section. What? Oh. <laughs> Shoot him, just to be sure. <laughs> also, put down the torch, Daniel. You will not sense the presence of a glow. Me neither. Well, thank you. Fortunate. <laughs> So what were you going to say? Now, of course, the thing is, we've never been aware that Tilt could sense the presence of a gold before. Hmm. It says that Marduk used to emerge from his temple and appear amongst his people riding a beam of white light. Oh, convenient. A ring transporter? Yeah. There's a good chance it might be right here. We needed a way to get out of the uh, Zagarat. And we found... Did you say Zagarat? Is that like a Zagarat when it goes the other way? Could be. It works for me. Go come back. <laughs> Colonel Zuka? In here. Yes. <laughs> Superiors. Upper management, don't you just love them? <laughs> hey, I was one. I didn't like myself then. <laughs> don't be an idiot, Zukov. Could just as well be him. Yes. Got the wide eyes of the possessed. Where is the eye of Timot? I don't know what you're talking about. You forgot, Turner, that the eye retained all the knowledge of my host. He was well aware of your secret orders to obtain alien technology. You wish to bring the eye back to your superiors. I have no secret orders. It's nice to see a Gwold be assertive. Mm. No evil, you know, mastermind or chuckling, just straight bang, shield, tell me what I want or mm. I'll kill you. You lie. <laughs> a Gwold with the Russian accent speaking English, it's quite amusing, really, isn't it? <laughs> yep, it's here. We gotta tell the Colonel. No, not until we're sure he's not a Gwold. Doesn't quite work. Teal, what are you doing? We must find the means by which to engage the rings. Hmm, they found the ring, at least. <laughs> He's looking for the way to actually open, <laughs> start it. Come in handy, that will. Ah, shiny, shiny crystals. An interesting weapon. 
No, it's a shame he didn't read the report where a, a slow-moving knife can get through a shield. Mm-hmm. Yes, we had an off-world of admiring the P90 last episode. And your new friend. Stop. I have the eye. Give it to me, and I will spare you. What are you doing? I'm sorry, Colonel. I was acting under orders. It's like product placement, isn't it? Want an <laughs> automatic assault rifle? Choose the P90. I've seen on Stargate. <laughs> yes, right. Don't believe you, mate. Take it! Nice fake, head, though. <laughs> A bit overly serious. Oh, come on, he ne- Oh, well done, Jack. I think Zukov is now uh, about two inches thick. Yep, that's another Russian god. Kind of dropping like flies. Mm, unfortunately, unfortunately, he had the eye. Yeah, that's true. So we're not getting the eye out of this. Which means it can be reused later. Yeah, but why did Marduk... Obviously, he must have known that wasn't the eye. Build arrogance again. Well, stupidity. But then again, he had to commission for a while. And he's been in the spider. Maybe it's like Terry says, morphology. Yeah, could be. The gold was in Valerian. Zukov just took him out with a grenade. Sir, we found a ring transporter. Daniel says it'll take us to another temple a few miles from here. All right, I'll be there in a minute. Should be thankful he didn't bring down the whole structure. We may, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, can't we kill her as well? Make it a clean sweep. Maybe not since the presence of the <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, Tilk. And I'm fine, by the way, thanks. <laughs> Sneak up behind people, especially armed people. <laughs> he didn't make it. One thing left to do here. Mm. Do you really believe that? Seriously? In theory, you could have activated the shield before the... the uh... Room collapsed them. He was holding a grenade. All set. Let's go. Go on now. I will have my revenge. You know, you guys always say that. Yes, look where we're standing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what if the gate didn't come on? Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nicely done. Hmm. A nice sort of pyramid-shaped light. Well, ziggurat-shaped, actually, because ziggurats are flat, they don't point. She looks none the worse for wear. Looks cute. Here we have Colonel Chekhov, played by Gary Chalk. Colonel. Chekhov? Seriously? Yes, you'll probably recognise him from uh, the current series, The Killing. I don't watch it. He's not identified as Chekhov here, he's just identified as Russian Colonel. Well, fortunately, he's a recurring character, so... We know his name, even though we hadn't actually seen him first time around. Hmm. She will be debriefed again, of course, once we're back in Moscow. Where she can speak more freely. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to get her to say whatever you want. Well, this isn't the time. General, Zukov's secret orders put us all in jeopardy. I want that on the record. Your opinion is already a matter of public record, Colonel. So is the fact that every member of your team survived, yet only one Russian soldier made it back alive. Barely. Yeah, if your people understood the concept of chain of command, no, none of this... we are agreed. You were in command. We also know which lives you were willing to sacrifice. We regret the loss of life and offer our condolences to the families of your officers. 
And I'm sure you also regret this eye of Timat was buried along with Colonel Zukov, never to be recovered. Hmm. <laughs> yes, we do. He's very much in the mm -hmm. style of Hammond, direct and... Uh... Mm -hmm. The SGC are probably fortunate that the Russians didn't go overboard on this. Be better if you just admitted you screwed up. I will pass that sentiment along, Colonel. Yeah, please do. I'm sure this will have no bearing on our future participation. I wouldn't count on future participation if I were you. No, I would. <laughs> Jack, you're only a colonel. Sorry, mate, but it's not your call. They know, of course, that they send the colonel with the secret orders which compromise the mission. And that was The Tomb. As always, excellent example of TV production. Beautifully shot, cracking set designs, some good guest actors. Lots of dust. Lots of dust, yes. Thought <laughs> my personal trainer were going to kill me today. He certainly seems to be trying to. Isn't that what you're paying for? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> never fun. Ooh, air muscles. To be honest, it's not my favourite episode. Never has been. It's kind of forgettable. Yeah, they probably could have done a hell of a lot more considering the, a group of soldiers running around a, a dark room with a, an alien running around. Yeah. Obviously, the complications of having the Russian team along and their backstory meant they couldn't focus on kind of a hit-and-run alien hunt. Mm. You think they tried to cram too much? Possibly, yeah. They could have expanded both stories out a lot more. They're not bad. It wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. Really not. But like I said, we only got the one tweet, which I read. And I tweeted. Right, that were the tomb. He says, clicking on... The... Now, according to this transcript site, next week's episode is called Between Two Fires. That is correct. Are you going to read your blurb? Well, actually, it's the next box, but I'm reading the blurb off the transcript site, which I think is the same. The SG1 team is surprised to discover that... The advanced tolerance have reversed their policy and sharing technology and now willing to trade advanced weaponry with Earth. But the deal seems too good to be true unless you will learn of the Gould's involvement. This is sort of the death of the Tolan, really. Yeah, I guess they got a different blurb on mine. Okay. SG-1 returned to Lana to discover the Tolans have reversed their policy on technology sharing and are now willing to trade advanced weaponry with Earth. But Carter's friend, not Nareem? Not, no, no, I mean it says here. It's Nareem, isn't it? Um... But Carter's friend, Nareem, warns that this spells great danger for Earth and the team must return to uncover the real agenda behind the deal. Yeah, it's listed as Nareem. It's listed as Nareem in the uh, transcript as well. Yeah, yet on the DVD it's Norman. <laughs> Good Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> on the next Stargate SG-1... We would like to propose an exchange. An historic weapons deal has begun. She offered us an iron cannon. That's impossible. With an arsenal that could protect all of mankind. Well, this deal could change the course of our history. So, don't blow it. But it all could be an elaborate deception. Earth is in grave danger. Something's going on, I just don't know what. Hiding a conspiracy of massive proportions. This is not a good sign. And a pact with SG-1's greatest enemy. To prevent our destruction, the Curie has agreed to build weapons for the gold. Prepare for an outcome that could seal Earth's fate forever. You are asking me to destroy my own world. I'm asking you to do the right thing. Richard Dean Anderson stars on the next Stargate SG-1. This, I recall, being a pretty decent episode. Looking forward to watching this. Mm-hmm. Right, if you want to know how to give us feedback, the email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. 
If you need to find the podcast, somebody gave it to you, you got it through an online subscription. We're on iTunes as Gatecast. We're also listed on Podcast Alley and Podcast Pickle. If you want to leave feedback, you can record an MP3 and email it to gatecastpodcast.gmail.com. You can also leave us feedback on the website, that's gatecast.phasecast.com. There is the Facebook group, which is The Gatecast. And finally, you can also tweet us, we're The Gatecast on Twitter as well. Thanks very much for listening, and hope to hear from you next week. That's pretty much it, folks. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. As always, feedback is read. Sometimes there are significant delays, but it's generally read at some point. Oh, yeah. It's even broadcast occasionally. <laughs> Just to point out that, you know, we read it and actually try to put it into the feedback. A lot of the time, you know, it's not exactly relevant, but if possible, we'll always use it. Makes us feel better. Yes. Makes us feel wanted and needed. <laughs> That's pretty much it, folks. I've been Alan. I've been Mike. Take care and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com.